0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Bull centers around 14-year-old Chris, played by Amber Havard, who after trashing her neighbor's house in a fit of youthful defiance seems destined to follow her mother's footsteps into a state penitentiary. To make amends, she is forced to help Abe Turner, played by Rob Morgan, an ex-bull writer sc- scraping by uh, on the Texas rodeo circuit with errands at home and at his work. While traveling with Abe, she discovers a passion for for bull riding. And I'll just leave it there. The film is called Bull, and we're joined today by the director and co-author of, this, of the uh, screenplay, and that is Annie Silverstein. Annie, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Well, um, where did the story, where did the inspiration for Bull come from?
1: Well, my starting point for this script was very much rooted in the youth work I was doing before attending film school. I worked with teenagers in Washington State, and they were for rural and underrepresented communities, and poverty was a big issue, and Several of the kids I worked with through the years had parents that were incarcerated. And then I moved to Texas in 2010 to um, attend the graduate program at UT Austin. And I spent you know, time during my experience in grad school writing about a lot of the themes that had come up during my time as a youth worker. I was doing a lot of social work um, with the kids. And, and then at the same time, I was location scouting for my thesis film, uh, creative producer Monique Walton and we met a man who comes from a well-known black rodeo family in Texas and he shared the history of his family and I didn't know much of anything about the history of black cowboys in America you know it's it's so often left out of um, cinematic depictions of the west and it's not really taught in our history classes and so that conversation with with this man really sparked my interest in in learning more and And so this character of Abe formed, and I was interested in the intersection of of these two characters, you know, this teenager, not based on any one teen that I'd worked with formerly, but, you know, kind of an amalgamation of people I'd known and and, um, this character of Abe and what this intersection would look like. And so my husband, Johnny McAllister, who is also my writing partner, we we started attending a lot of backyard rodeos in Texas. And... um, and the narrative came from that.
0: You also have a background as a documentary filmmaker, and the film yeah. has that, I'll call it grit, I'll ha- call that, that's that that lived-in feel to the mm-hmm. characters and to the story. I'm sure it had an influence on you as, as in making Bull, but how did it influence your making of the film?
1: Well, it always influences um, approach to writing and, and researching and dialogue. With with any of the fiction work I've done, kind of roots of it are are very much like how I would approach a documentary as far as spending a lot of time where the film is set first before shooting anything, building a lot of trust with the community members who are going to be a part of it, and then doing a lot of listening and observing. And that translates to dialogue and, and also just to the feel of it, I
0: think in your research, did you ever feel as with this background that you have in documentary filmmaking, have you wanted to do a documentary about black rodeo, black cowboys? Is that something that popped into your mind? I know you're in the middle of this project, right? You're thinking, yeah. this is what I want to do. I've got enough on my ta- on my plate. But it it seems, as you described, it's an untold story. Is it some interest yeah. to you to tell the story? Or do you yeah, feel- I
1: mean, we, we, we talked about doing various documentaries a million times because there, there are so many amazing, inspiring stories that, that we heard through the process of making this film that this just felt like it was scratching the surface, you know. So we, we certainly talked about that all the time and, and, and still have the desire to do that.
0: Yeah, there's so many aspects of american history where the black experience has been marginalized or untold and this is another one go back to the black baseball uh the leagues or i just saw a documentary about uh booksellers and the mm-hmm. the, the literary history of of of, of the black culture it's just there's so many things and and uh this feels again I knew just a little bit about it. It was only when I saw it in brought up in the in your film bowl that it reminded me. Oh yeah, I had heard about this, but and mm-hmm. and had a little bit of a uh, you know a window into it. But uh, um, I want to switch gears a little bit and and sort of talk about the uh, Abe and Crystal or Chris and how in the film it feels like to me they're both trying to find a a new emotional structure for their lives and mm. and how those that the intersection of their their stories somebody who's physically and emotionally beaten down in the in the case of Abe and Crystal who was emotionally psychologically beaten down and how they find one another is is that a fair assessment of what what is in the film
1: absolutely it was nicely put <laughs> You know, I think that that one of the things Johnny and I talked about a lot when we were writing this script was um, this kind of dual coming of age that oftentimes we, we talk about coming of age films or stories and we're just talking about teenagers. But how we really felt that this was a coming of age film for Abe, too, and that we come of age multiple times in our life um, when a door is closing and we, you know, really have to find ourselves again and. Um, in order to 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 survive and so we were interested in in two people at very different times in their life going through this kind of transition and 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 what a kind of connection they have could could do for each of them
0: their performances are just wonderful and i'm I'm, uh, rob morgan is such a still waters run deep kind of character Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. with and with uh, the case of uh, Chris or Crystal, there's everything is, it's funny, everything is kind of on the surface, but she doesn't say a lot. And I think this yeah. is one of the things that I really liked about what the performance you were able to to get from Amber Havard is that ability to be able to convey a lot of emotional turmoil without a lot of dialogue with her. And talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that.
1: Well, that was something that I was definitely looking for um, in casting the character of Chris. And Amber, when our casting director first scouted her in a middle school in Elgin, it's funny, Like she was recording just little short interviews on her phone with uh, girls that, that looked like they might be a good fit, but she actually forgot to... To press record when she was um, interviewing Amber, and then when she thought she was stopping the recording is actually when she started recording. So <laughs> all I saw of Amber was the end of the interview when she was simply listening to our casting director Vicky Boone say, "Okay, well I'm going to send this to the director and." If she's interested in talking to you more, you know, she'll get in touch with you. And so, all I saw of Amber was actually her just listening, and how she listened, and how active a listener she was. And her eyes were darting all around, and there was so much going on um, in her mind that I was like leaning forward, literally just watching her her listening. And um, and uh, and I thought, gosh, I hope you know, I, I hope I like uh, her voice, because. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I, this sounds insane, but by l- watching like eight seconds of this um, this kid listening, I'm I'm incredibly intrigued, and you
0: know. Well, well, you see it on screen. You see what yeah. you saw. We see, and yeah. and and uh, so it's yeah. I understand. Uh, talk about Rob Morgan, who is really really special in this film, and yeah. I and one of the th- uh, the other things that I would like to ask you about in terms of his performance is. You don't give the audience any easy ways to sort of reconcile what's going on. There's no. This is a, a film that I. Again, we talked about your documentary background, but it feels so. That's why I use the word lived in. It's feel everybody feels so comfortable in a um, acting perspective, uncomfortable in their situations, but certainly the way that they're able to convey what they're doing, just remarkable. And he does a fantastic job in the film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, Rob is a very seasoned actor, but he still has this very kind of raw, authentic feel about him. And I knew that the casting for this film was going to be a combination of people who hadn't necessarily acted before and actors. And so what felt so important, um, was that ability, somebody who, um, was you know had so much experience in acting but could also really relate to the non-actors in a sense so that when they were together it felt seamless and I just felt that Rob had both those qualities about him he was excited about spending time in the rodeo community and meeting the the, the people um you know, the bull riders that uh, Abe was based on and in many ways, and and his ability to, to just be there with the people and, and, and um, have his performance feel so seamless among those people that are actually from the community, right? right. Um, right. Because lots of times he's acting with cowboys um, you know, at the backyard rodeo scenes, those are, those are people. Right. Um, that is their life. Um, right. so, so for all those reasons, we, we knew that we wanted to cast Rob for the role.
0: Well, in the last minute I have with you, and first of all, I'd like to remind our audience we're speaking with Annie Silverstein. She's the director and co-screenwriter of the film Bull, along with her husband, uh, Johnny McAllister. This film has been compared to a few other films, Lean on Pete and uh, The Writer, but it reminds me an awful lot of Winter's Bone, uh, Deborah Granick's film. And because I uh, I have no have interviewed her for that film and she was talking about all the non-actors who she incorporated into the story and how that gives that that again comes back to that authenticity that this film has um and that's what you just mentioned it and that's what this definitely feels like that it it compares favorably to winter's bone for which for me is one of the better films of the last decade or so um but i i i uh i really like uh, you were able to do that. Was there ever any hesitation on your part to bring these people into the, into the mix?
1: No, because that's where I um, started my fiction work. Right. Because, you know, when I was a youth worker, for many years I worked on a reservation in Washington State with teenagers, and sometimes what we would do, we made mostly documentaries together, but sometimes what we do is we would fictionalize things from their life that were too personal to discuss openly, like in a documentary form. And so we would make up stories about them and they would act in them and suddenly they could play anybody they wanted. And I found that experience to be really amazing and inspired me to go into fiction. Um, that sometimes the form of fiction is a better way of getting at truths than documentary. And so that that's kind of my roots of how I got into it. So there was never any question that, that, it, that this would be a, a mix of people from the community and, and professional actors.
0: Great. Well, the film Bowl comes out uh, May 1st. You can see it, uh, I assume, VOD, multiple platforms. Is that is that right?
1: Yes. VOD, May 1st, and then, yeah, that's all I know for now. <laughs> that's... I it's all in the mix, you yeah. know? Like, it's all... Annie, it's all adapting. (laughs) Yeah, Annie,
0: it's all we know. All of us know the same thing you know, which is we don't know. And uh, yeah, well, well, you can find out more about the film, and it's being released through uh, Samuel Goldwyn Films. Well, thank you so very much, Annie Silverstein, for your time today, uh, and uh, for for finding time to spend with us here on Film School Radio. All the best, and. Anytime you've got something in the future, please uh, feel free to to, uh, come back on. I'd love to have you. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, and stay healthy.
0: You too. Thank you. Okay. Take care.